0: Hello friends and welcome to episode 993 of the Juicebox podcast. Jenny Smith is back with me today for another diabetes myth. Today we're going to tackle the myth that if you're using insulin as a type 2, it's a failure. While you're listening, Please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you'd like to hire Jenny, she works at integrateddiabetes.com. She's had diabetes for over 35 years. She's a dietitian, a CDE. She's wonderful. You'll hear her. integrateddiabetes.com. Speaking of good deals, use my link. Drinkag1.com forward slash juicebox. And when you do, your first order will come with a free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs of AG1. You can use the offer code juicebox at checkout at cozyearth.com to save 40% off of your entire order. And if you go to usmed.com forward slash juicebox, you'll be getting a special link just for juicebox podcast listeners. And you can get started with U.S. Med. All right, let's get to the show, shall we? Today's episode of the Juicebox Podcast is sponsored by Dexcom. Now, Dexcom makes the sensor that my daughter is wearing right now, the Dexcom G7. They also make the G6, which many of you are using. Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. If there's an easier way to manage type 1 diabetes, I don't know it. The Dexcom G7 is a simple CGM system that delivers real-time glucose numbers to your smartphone or your smartwatch. No finger sticks are required. Effortlessly see your glucose levels and where they've headed so you can make smarter decisions about food, activity, and the other variables that are impacting your blood sugar. Go to my link, Dexcom.com forward slash juice box to see the device, watch great videos, find out more about how it works, or just get started. Do you have type 2 diabetes, type 1, gestational? Dexcom may be for you. Dexcom G7 can help you to spend more time in range, which is proven to lower A1C. The more time you spend in range, the better and healthier you'll feel. Use the Dexcom Clarity app, which is built right into the Dexcom G7 app. To track your glucose trends, it will even provide you with a projected A1C in as little as two weeks. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Dexcom G7 features lightning fast 30 minute warm up time. Oh, that's twice as fast as other CGM systems. Wait till you see how terrific it is to go from one device to the next. The way we do it here is you're wearing a G7 and you put on the next one, but don't disconnect the first one. So the next one sits on for a half an hour. Now it's ready to go. And then you make the switch. You never lose a reading. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, there's actually a, a ton that's great about the G7. You got to go to the link to check it out. Dexcom.com forward slash juice Set your alerts and alarms wherever you want. So you're notified of lows, highs, falling, or rising blood sugars. And of course, that 30-minute warm-up is just magical. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Head over now, get started. Uh, What else can you do with this link? Let me see. Oh, let me see. Uh, New to Dexcom, explore the G6, explore the G7. Oh, you can put in your information to get Dexcom to contact you and get started. That's pretty cool. There's a bunch of frequently asked questions at the bottom to answer all of your questions. When you use my links, you're supporting the production of the podcast and helping to keep it free. I appreciate you listening to this ad right now. And uh, because you were nice enough to do that, There will be no more ads for the rest of the show. Um,
1: I have 10 minutes. All right. So whatever we can do short 10 minutes. Okay. That's awesome. I
0: have it right here. (laughs) I know you do. Don't worry, Jenny. There's a list for everything.
1: Your lists are like (laughs) outstanding. You're like, I got this. This is what we're going to talk about. I got it.
0: Let's scroll right to this one. All right. Let's discuss the myth that insulin is bad for someone with type 2 diabetes. Oh, oh. Uh, my big one, which I mentioned with um, oh, this person must have been on the podcast. I mentioned this in my episode was that for decades, I believed that going on insulin was the last resort for someone with type two. So how do we make sense of this idea when as soon as you're told you have prediabetes or type two diabetes, someone says to you diet and exercise, we can turn this around. Now, I guess, first of all, is that always true? Like, is there a world where you couldn't, if you couldn't stop, if your knees didn't hurt, if you didn't have a job, can you diet and exercise your way out of type two every time?
1: Every time? No. Okay. I think, again, that's, it is, it's it's kind of a blanket statement. And unfortunately, no. As we know, every person is individual, right? Every person has a way that something will or will not necessarily work, or we'd have even insulin itself, we'd have one kind of insulin and everybody would just be able to use the one kind of insulin, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Does lifestyle, especially for type two, in a grand majority of studies in research, you can actually find that lifestyle from the get-go, especially if type two is discovered earlier rather than later when many... Many times complications may have already set in, unfortunately, and that might be what sends somebody to the doctor because of something that they're experiencing to kind of get it checked out. And then they discover, oh, well, you have diabetes as well. Right. Um, But I think er the earlier, the better, which just calls for more. Early on, health screenings from primary care and just lab work. You should get that done yearly to check up on things and see how things are going. Because the sooner that you can catch it, the sooner you can make really awesome lifestyle changes and you could halt the progression. Absolutely.
0: Right. Yeah. I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying keep, you know, taking poor care of your health if that's what's happening. I'm saying that telling someone, hey, just eat a salad, do a sit up and this is gonna go away, is not always gonna <laughs> happen, right? No. And and there are new medications now. We've talked about them in the type two pro tip series. Um, I'm watching uh, two people I know using Ozempic right now with their type two, with like great success. Not just- That's we- awesome. Not just weight loss, like lower, like there are almost no spikes at meals, like more yep. normal blood sugars, really fantastic stuff. Um, and And I wonder if after more weight loss, if you won't see that get better and better as time goes on. But my point is this, is if you're in a position where you need the insulin and you're not taking it, you are doing more harm than good in that in that time. And and this is the next part of this. And, you know, I started off by saying type two, but I mean, maybe this really, because I hear this from so many people, and this is the last thing I'm going to ask you in this episode. It's a very short episode, but I think this is a big deal. I was told not to inject insulin because it kills the rest of your pancreas. <gasps> Now you know that's a thing people think.
1: Oh, that's so wrong.
0: Right, but why do they think that? I can never figure this one out.
1: I I've don't heard even it know from type twos you...
0: and type ones.
1: That it kills your pancreas. If I mean, if anything, actually injecting insulin. It takes can the actually stress off it, right? It can take the stress off of the betas that from a standpoint of type 2, maybe initial diagnosis, you have to use insulin for a short time because levels have been so high. You're almost at this glucose toxic level mm-hmm. that you have to get something to overcome that in a faster manner than many of the oral kind of therapies or even some of the, the newer injectables may not hit that the way that it needs to be done. And so taking insulin helps to decrease the stress that's being put on the betas. You're asking them to work without a break. It's almost like asking them to do 24-hour, 24 24-hour 24 at this really high production rate that they're never going to be able to overcome. Um, and so adding some injectable insulin can actually decrease the stress and could actually do the opposite of what you just said.
0: Yeah, I, I Listen, I am I don't think it I've just heard people say it over and over and over again. Right. I can't. And uh, listen, this whole series is about basically you and I going. Why would someone think that? And trying to come up with where that would come from. I don't. Right. Get, I don't get this one.
1: Like I don't either. You
0: use insulin, you make it worse. You use insulin, you stop your pancreas from working the rest of the way. Or by the way, you can use too much insulin, which I think those two thoughts live on the same plane of existence in someone's head. But I don't understand where that comes from either. Like is I don't it either. is it that type ones? Maybe it's that when people start using insulin, they'll sometimes gain weight as type ones, and then they say the insulin made me gain weight. They don't. And re- what
1: it, what's your answer to that? that?
0: I say I tell them the same thing every time. Insulin doesn't make you gain weight. Calories make you gain weight. You're just which is
1: tr- which is true. Right? But from a and from a type one perspective, on a little deeper level, if they have had such high blood sugars for such a long time. Then they've actually been able to maintain, or most often you see weight loss mm-hmm. prior to diagnosis because they've been peeing out an excessive amount of calories because the body doesn't have the insulin to actually put it into the body in storage like it's supposed to. Yes. So you lose weight by peeing out the excess that you're you know that yeah. should be actually capped. The- so once you start taking insulin, your body's like, yay,
0: I can work I've got
1: something here that I can package the stuff away the way that it's supposed to. And so, yes, you may get back to a healthy weight. I've actually also seen, especially in kids and teens, where they may not have actually been keeping up with growth curves mm-hmm. prior to diagnosis even. And once they start on insulin and their body actually has the right amount there, yeah. then weight gain can actually increase and if you're not careful as you said initially, then caloric intake needs to be the next step in management. Mm-hmm. Just because you're taking insulin doesn't mean that you can go hog wild with caloric intake right they need to balance
0: Also the, the cause and effect is off sometimes. So like you said, the way I think about this, what you just said was like that you're in like a low level of DKA all the time, right? Yes. And so you're, you're, your body's trying to die because it doesn't have enough insulin, but you're giving it just enough to keep it from actually happening. And so you're on this unhealthy weight to begin with. And then suddenly you add the right amount of insulin. God knows. What, what do you hear people say all the time at their diagnosis? I, I swear to you, I hear it 50 times a year. I thought, oh my God, my diet is finally working. They say yes. it all the time. They're so thrilled before they're diagnosed because they're like, I'm finally losing the weight that I've been trying to lose. So Especially
1: you, for adults who are diagnosed. Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. You're,
0: so so you're basically in that situation where your body can't properly perform. And so you're underweight for the reasons Jenny said. And then you bring the insulin in and your body's like, oh, good, I can do the right things now. Not realizing you've been eating crazy amounts of food because who cares? Right because like, right. uh, I I wasn't gaining, people say it all the time. Oh my God, I was eating ice cream. I was doing this. I never gained any weight. I thought I finally <laughs> figured it out, blah, blah, blah. Right. Right. So I think that's, I think that's that space right there. But mm-hmm. I mean, again, I, I don't, I mean, that's as, that's as close as I can come to digging through it. But with with the certainty that people will say it online, I'm stunned and scared by it all the time because I it, don't use insulin is, I mean, especially for a type one, it's just such a dangerous statement to make. And absolutely. And it happens a lot. Oh, don't use it. The more you use, the worse it's going to get. You're going to kill your pancreas. You're going to, I'm like, oh God, shut up. No, no, no. Like, stop saying that's where you, uh, right? I don't know. Yeah. I'm glad absolutely. someone brought this one up.
1: And I think from a type two perspective, for the majority of time, people feel like, insulin means that they have ultimately failed in yeah. everything that they have put into action you know their doctor or their educator was like let's let's do these lifestyle things let's start you on these medications mm-hmm. and potentially at some point many people will still need to use insulin and there is a progressive nature to type 2 um again lifestyle still navigated and maintained really well. At some point, many people may may need insulin added. That doesn't mean it's a failure. It means that now you're going to have something that also helps because in the background, your pancreas isn't doing as much as it was before. doesn't mean that you've failed in all of your management and adjustment to your life and everything. You have to keep doing those things. Mm -hmm. Insulin is just, it's an additional tool in your toolbox that's going to help keep you healthy.
0: And I'm not saying either that you don't want to extend that time if you can. Correct. Yeah, I think that's fantastic if you get, by the way, even uh, like a slow onset, like a lot of diagnosis, like like keep it going as long as you can. Every day you don't have to Futs with all this stuff is fantastic, you you know what I mean. But but once it comes, I don't know. Couching it as a failure is is dangerous, and I don't think it's not true that doctors don't say like, well, we want to keep you off of insulin as long as possible, and then people's brains fill in the rest of that with however these myths start to exist.
1: Right, they're kind of reading between the line of which there's not there's not really something written there. They're just filling it in. Like you said, like yeah. the doctor, we're going to keep insulin out of the picture for as long as we can, mm-hmm. which again is kind of like saying, well, gosh, once we get to that point, well, that's it. We got to add insulin now. You know, Gen-
0: like, Gen- Jenny, I'm going to end with this because I I'll go on forever if I talk about this, but <laughs> I think that if people could get a, a printed list every day of all the things they're wrong about, that they think they're exactly right about me included, everybody included, we'd all spend a lot of time just sad in a corner going, oh my God, I thought that for sure was right because <laughs> <And like, laughs> <Yes. laughs> your brain fills in the gaps with whatever information you have and it doesn't make mean it's the, the right information so anyway Correct. I, I appreciate yes. you doing this thank you very of much of
1: course absolutely thank you yep
0: i want to thank dexcom for sponsoring this episode of the juice box podcast and remind you that you can support the podcast and help yourself by going to Dexcom.com forward slash Juicebox. Go get started today with the G7 or the G6. I also want to thank Jenny and remind you that she works at integrateddiabetes.com. You can actually hire Jenny to help you with your diabetes. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox podcast. This myth series, I'm enjoying it. There's a handful more episodes left than the series is done, but what a great idea this was. Whoever thought of this uh, on the Facebook group. Thank you. It was wonderful. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with type one diabetes, the bold beginnings series from the juice box podcast is a terrific place to begin listening in this series. Jenny Smith and I will go over the questions most often asked at the beginning of type one. Jenny is a certified diabetes care and education specialist who is also a registered and licensed dietitian, and Jenny has had type 1 diabetes for 35 years. My name is Scott Benner, and I am the father of a child who has type 1 diabetes. Our daughter Arden was diagnosed in 2006 at the age of 2. I believe that at the core of diabetes management, understanding how insulin works and how food and other variables impact your system is of the utmost importance. The Bold Beginnings series will lead you down the path of understanding. The series is made up of 24 episodes, and it begins at episode 698 in your podcast or audio player. I'll list those episodes at the end of this. To listen, you can go to juiceboxpodcast.com, go up to the menu at the top, and choose Bold Beginnings, Or go into any audio app, like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and then find the episodes that correspond with the series. Those lists, again, are at Juicebox Podcast up in the menu, or if you're in the private Facebook group, in the Featured tab. The private Facebook group has over 40,000 members. There are conversations happening right now and 24 hours a day that you would be incredibly interested in. So don't wait. So don't wait. Check out the Bold Beginnings series today and get started on your journey. Episode 698 defines the Bold Beginnings series. 702, Honeymooning. 706, Adult Diagnosis. 711 and 712, Go Over Diabetes Terminologies. In Episode 715, we talk about Fear of Insulin. In 719, The fifteen fifteen Rule. Episode 723, Long-Acting Insulin. 727, Target Range, 731, Food Choices, 735, Pre-Bolus, 739, Carbs, 743, Stacking, 747, Flexibility. In episode 751, we discuss School. In episode 755, Exercise. 759, Guilt, Fears, Hope, and Expectations. In episode 763 of the Bold Beginning series, We talk about community, 772, journaling, 776, technology and medical supplies, episode 780, treating low blood glucose, episode 784, dealing with insurance, 788, talking to your family, and episode 805, illness and ketone management. Check it out. It will change your life.